serious question I have to ask. How the hell did you get on this podcast? No, we're okay. Sorry, I thought I had a, an issue there with my um, my recording. But I'm at home uh, recording this in the uh, man cave, man study, where I record each and every week the number one podcast on the internet that uh, quite a number of people don't listen to every week. Uh, where are you, Jamie? Where are you at the moment? I can see you look like you're at the footy based on the webcam that I can see. I am. I'm at Simmons Stadium, actually. Yep. Uh, I've actually managed to jump into the um, into the DeLorean and, and have gone back. And I've actually found myself at the Geelong versus Melbourne uh, game. I think it was around four game by memory or something like that. Is that about right, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think it was 2000 and back then. Yeah, 2000 back then. Yep. Um, so, Chris, just just behind me, what's can you read the score to me just behind me there? What's, what's, what's the score? score? Yeah, what's the score? Uh, the score is 37-11-233 to 7 goals, 5-47. I believe that was the game that Melbourne lost by 186, point, 186 points, I think it was. Yeah, what a time to be alive, hey? Uh, yeah, no, it was great, but you must admit, look, we kicked 7 goals, 5. We did kick accurately that day. And yep, I think so that's probably the- one of the big takeouts from that particular day, and it really... You know what, I would almost say that was the biggest day in the history of the Melbourne Football Club because that set us to the uh, pillars of success that we're looking at right now. Well, the reason why, Chris, and I have put up there, it's not just to shit stir you um, because that's not the kind of bloke that I am. Poor shit. (laughs) Anytime you can have a dig at me, you will. That's not me. That's never been me. I have great respect for you, Chris. I... I would never take a dig at you where it's not unwarranted. That's not who I am. And all my listeners and all my friends out there would know that's not who I am. I'm a 100% genuine, honest bloke. But the reason the reason why I have gone with this picture today um, and gone back into the time is because this is the first time you stood me up for a game of footy. Well, the Melbourne Geelong game? Well, well it was a week later you did, yeah. So okay. Melbourne Geelong happened a week later. So it was Easter Sunday yep. where you stood me up and then the following... I think it was two weeks later, okay. you stood me up. You stood okay, me up. So, so like the uh, Labor government here in Melbourne, Victoria. You stood me up. You uh, stood me up. Build a bridge, mate. No. Build a bridge or a tunnel. Get over or get under it because I made it up to you. We did go MCC at the start of the year. I was sat there while your team pumped my team. And I think it's really time to make amends and, and move on. Really, I think we do. I just think I want to keep this as my background for a while yet. That's okay, because um, you may have won today's battle, but I will win the war next week if once we <laughs> get the scoreboard. Because that was a just a normal run-of-the-mill game, unlike a grand final, which had a very similar scoreboard. And yeah. much like that game, it was over at quarter time as well. Um, let's move on. Okay, What's some of the news the that we're kicking into this week? Oh, this is this is not footy related, but this is maybe because my dad, I've become a bit old, a bit angry at the world, slightly every year getting more and more jaded. But Same. if the Easter fuel is not one of the 
biggest rorts and it isn't price fixing. I do not know what is. Like, fuck me dead. It's gone up 10 cents a litre in four days. Uh, don't worry, it'll go up. No, well, that's the normal jump. You wait till it gets a couple of days, you know, I reckon Good Friday might even spike again, 20, 30 cents depending. Look, it's not as much of a ripoff as a bottle of water at Eddie Head Stadium or a pie at Eddie Head Stadium or anything at Eddie Head Stadium. Um, yeah, but you know your price. Every year they go, oh, this is just the cycle of when fuel's expensive. Really? Fucking Easter weekend? I don't bullshit. think so. The, the fuel's already in the tanks. And I'm tipping, where do they get where do they get the petrol from? Oh, or where do they get the oil from? Saudi Arabia? Do they believe in Easter? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know, but do they believe in Easter? Uh, I don't know, but if I they don't, don't that reason is bullshit. <laughs> and I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> wholeheartedly. So stations you can get stuff too because I, I feel the rot mate i feel the rot it's a rip it's it's almost and as much of a rot as getting into swimming pools these days and they have it's cost you six bucks to go to a local swimming pool these days true true spend a couple bucks more you can build one in your own backyard <laughs> um, all right so that's that's right so that. you got that off your chest i got it off my chest okay was that was that an entree sized well it's only because i'm due to put a bit of fuel in my uh tank this week so that was just my, my, my current gripe. Okay, so that was more of an intro or a um, an entree-sized fry pan, was it? Yes, it was. Oh. Just a just, just, just little one. Okay, first just up, first up. What's the first one? Proper, proper news. Okay, this this our business, the Twitter post he did, all of that, whatever. I don't talk about rugby. I think rugby's dumb, <laughs> so I don't care about it. But it's come out in the wash of it all that Ablett liked Oh my God, Ablett liked Israel Folau's post. Yep. Come on, people. It's bullshit. Don't drag Ablett into this. Most of these sports stars have bots these days that automatically like and link to other professional sports accounts. They like their posts. It's just part of the, the backslapping bot culture that what happens on, on, on the interwebs. Yep. Leave them out of it, surely. Um, well, I think there's two sides to this equation. I think the first thing is, is that what Folau said now, he's a very religious person, so what he said might be in line with his religion. Now, whether I agree with it or not, I'm, I'm staying out of that one completely. Yeah. From an Abla perspective, we know that he's very religious as well. So mm-hmm. maybe that was in line with his religious beliefs. Yeah. But once again, we've gone and said that Abla has supported exactly what Falau said. Maybe he was just agreeing with the, uh, the context, but yep. maybe the wording was a little bit, bit rough. I just I can't people are bored. But, people are bored, Chris. But you know what? People don't have lives these days. If there's nothing going on in their backyard, they'll look over the fence and pick on somebody else. Yeah. The day, you know, these things, I've got a mobile phone in my hand at the moment just looking up some stuff. And, the you know, you can sit here and just, you know, news gets refreshed at a thumb swipe these days. Yeah. There's, there's no patience. And that's one of the reasons why the footy show is completely fudged up these days is because when they used to be news breakers, they were that. They were news breakers. Mm. Unless there is an EMP, which is an electromagnetic pulse, goes off yeah, and renders every electronic device useless except for 9.30 when the footy show would go live in the old days. Mm-hmm. That's the only mm-hmm. way something can be kept quiet. Yeah. Nowadays, you've got people breaking stories left, right, and center. It's all clickbait. Yep. It's all, uh, you, know, you name it, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Advertisers Snapchat. get paid all- by exactly. clickbait. Yeah. You can't keep anything quiet these days. Yeah. And if you do try and keep something quiet, 
the risk that you run isn't getting more views. Yeah. It's the risk that somebody else is going to steal that from you. And people can't do that these days. There is a lack of patience out there in society, a lot, a lack of accountability. The, uh, the days of the slow burn news article have completely gone. Mm. And mm. unfortunately, what was today's news is tomorrow's fish and chip wrapper. That's how quick, <laughs> but that's how quick it goes. Yeah. And yeah. news, like I said, you can read an article, swipe your finger and something else has to be up there. People want too much, too soon. And when it's a slow news week, they're going to come up with this crap. And yep. so, I don't, like I said, I don't agree with either of them. I don't want to get into the, the political side of things and the religious side of things. Yeah. But get off their backs. Yeah. Mind you, though, Flower's a flog for writing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he was warned already once. Yeah. And did he have to say that in the public forum? That's the thing. He didn't have yeah. to. There's no reason yeah. why he can't say those sort of things at his church or his, his group of um, uh, followers, mates, however you want to call them. But yeah. in a public sector, you are opening yourselves up for the type of ridicule and retribution that he received. And it's yeah, not good absolutely. enough. It's not absolutely. good enough. Um, the other fake news in this week is... This week, it was just, it was just a little side article. BT has been has gotten into himself a little bit of trouble for saying that the Kangas don't deserve their Good Friday game because they can't fill a stadium and how crap the game was last year. Once again, people calm down, whatever. Okay, BT, you, this is the issue. Opinion. Now, this is the issue with commentators. Let's rewind the clock 12 mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, this is Brian Taylor, and I'm saying that North Melbourne don't support, deserve the Good Friday game. We should have two marquee clubs. Let's just throw maybe Essendon and Carlton playing this day. And that's the issue, is yeah. you've got to give every club an opportunity to build something. Yeah. Because i tell you what, the football public, and you're it, and I'm it, are sick and tired of the same clubs being forced down our throats. Yeah. If you want to go along those lines, my friend, Richmond and Carlton, Carlton does not deserve to play the opening game of the season anymore. If you want to go down that, oh, they've got a great supporter base. Mm-hmm. Big freaking whoop-de-doo. You yeah. can put yeah. the uh, the um, Fitzroy North thirds on against Richmond and you'd pack the stadium out. It's the opening game of the season. Carlton yeah. are not going to win the next one for the five, next five years. No. But why do we keep it? Oh, it's tradition. Well, you know what? Leave North Melbourne there as tradition. Mm-hmm. Let them yeah. create some tradition and stop changing the teams around. I can't believe uh, the Western Bulldogs got it removed. I can't believe St Kilda have had it removed and they give it to Essendon. Haven't they got enough marquee games? Christ yeah. almighty, they, they might as well build their own marquee. It's, 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 it shits me how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yeah, and I think, I think it's unfair because North were the original Friday night game team oh they got that stripped out of their pants didn't they yeah but uh, you know originally there was no friday night football it was just a saturday it was just a saturday thing but now but they they bought it in and i think they deserve their spot on a friday night damn right that they do and i don't give a shit if it's the marquee game they so based on that theory anzac day should be shared amongst many teams now theoretically but no that's a tradition well you know what north melbourne wanted north melbourne wanted friday night football Yep. They built it and then got the heave-ho. And then yep. we put Carlton on five times during the year and ratings yep. plummet because no one gives a shit about Carlton, even the players. <laughs> then you've got, they wanted Good Friday. Same thing. How much longer will it take until somebody says, well, you know what, North aren't that crash shot. Give us a go. Yeah. That's crap. 
it, yep. it, it gives me the SH1TSs. Yep. Or for so, you can't spell shits. So, so BT, uh, is he, I think he's, I think he's, um, I think he's entitled to his opinion, yeah, but right. I think he's also, in, he's, he's also got a couple whack back and I think he did. Yeah. But you know what? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but no one wants to see it. <laughs> it says two people making a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and that's why the listeners are stagnating. No, no, get around, promote Lace Out. It's, it's, it's an honest podcast. None of this hoity-toity, foity, crappity-dappity. We say it how it is from the heart because that's how we like our football, Jamie, how we like it. Lace Out. That's exactly right. All right. Um, you got something here yeah. about Sam Wiedemann. Has reportedly asked a struggling Melbourne club for a pay rise. Sam Emery revealed that the 21-year-old approached the Demons with a request of 650000 per season. Um, can I ask what time of night it is? What, what time is it? Did, is it <laughs> middle of the evening? Because I'm having a nightmare reading that. He is not worth six fifty. He's not worth half that. He's, no. had, he's played twenty four games. He's had mm-hmm. one really good game. Yes, it was in a final. He yep. has got the most dangerous word in his repertoire. Potential. Mm-hmm. Potential's only getting to get you so far. Start delivering, my friend. He hasn't done anything. Clayton season. Oliver, they're sixty. They're six fifty large. Angus Brayshaw, six fifty large. Okay, Maxi yep. Gorn, six fifty large. Neville Jetta, come on, six fifty large. You don't come understand. On, if you are a Melbourne hey, Melbourne supporters listening to this, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the Twitter page. He is worth. You guys wanted him gone four seasons ago. I know, but he was playing in the wrong position. No, nah. he no, he was rookie listed, brought back on, and he has been a revelation. If you get any. He has the nickname of Lord Neville. Well, tell you Why? what, he, he he did some stopping last last year in the uh, in the final, didn't he? He stopped those West Coast boys. Woo-hoo, he stopped them. Uh, the only thing that was stopping the the only thing that could stop Fremantle in the first two and a half quarters was the Fremantle doctor. Nothing <laughs> could stop them at all. And you know what? Collingwood did a good job stopping them as well on Grand Final Day. All right. So my point is, what's your point? That is a joke. If you want the big dollars, you need to start performing. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. you play twenty-four games, my friend. That's not even ten thousand dollars worth a game. Gary Lyon said it beautifully: give the guy a three hundred thousand dollars contract, and incentivize yep. the absolute bejesus out of it. Then you can earn yep. the big bucks. Well, but that's the problem only- these days: is that the guaranteed contract thing um, is people resting on their laurels, and you know, the thing is, is that he knows that. Well, Hogan's gone. You haven't got another power, a big forward such as McDonald. I know you've got him, but besides that, who else? Yeah. But Melbourne know that there's clubs who'll go for him. So it's a win-win. If he wants to stay, great, but he's got to take the the cut. The flip side to that, though, is if he wants to go and one club wants to take if you guys, If you guys lose Sam Weedman, though, you literally have no forward. You, you realise that, don't you? Oh, it's going to make it difficult to have that two-pronged attack. Yeah, definitely. What two-pronged attack? Well, you're Tom going to Tom McDonald. Oh, come on. Oh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Tom McDonald was only good because Jesse Hogan was there. Uh, okay, is that right? Tom McDonald's like a fourth-string forward. Uh, okay. And then on bass guitar, which has four strings, it makes beautiful music. <laughs> but it's nothing without the lead. Oh, exactly. But my friend, it is the midfield who creates the beat, who's the drummer that sets the tone and the pace. All I'm trying to say is is that Tom McDonald is a good forward. 
He kicked fifty last year. Uh, when was the last? When was the last? Once uh, again, when was the last Port Adelaide player to once kick again, fifty goals? Taking the third, taking the third best defender. Who Welcome. took the other two? Jesse Hogan he did. Played up the ground. Did you watch many Melbourne games last year? I, when I could. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, what they weren't. I saw a lot of Jesse. I, I saw a lot of Jesse Hogan just flapping around like one of those car sales bloody blob inflatable dolls at the front of their things. Yeah, yeah, like oh, they, they were flopping going around, up and down. Yeah, and you around. know what? Those inflatable things. Guess what they were made out of? Tell you what, they were made out of the tarps that were over the chairs at the Port Adelaide games for so many years. So stick that up your ass. Why is that? But Sam Wiedemann, mate, you're dreaming if you think you're worth uh, six fifty a year. Correct. You, um, yeah, that's that's bullshit. And yep. could you imagine? Could you imagine Todd Viney and Josh Marnie who look after the contracts when the manager? And apparently he's got a brand new manager as well too. So it's not just him saying that. It was the manager coming in saying, so Sam Wiedemann, 650. Yeah, we'll think about it. And then apparently they had to call the ambulance because uh, both uh, Todd Viney and Josh Marnie went down with concussions as their head hit the floor when they fell off their chair laughing. <laughs> that would probably be a believable scenario. Yep, exactly right. It'd be like Sam Pepper asking for, uh, well, any type of credibility because he hasn't got any because he's a spud. Yeah. Right, God, you're so mean. you're so nasty, aren't you? Yeah, I'm so nasty. When you ever go like another go at yours, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have Kyle Morton than Sam Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good stuff. Right. Good stuff. Hey, um, tell me about his AFL soccer. What's going on here? Well, did you manage to catch much of the Collingwood Brisbane game at all? Collingwood Brisbane. Uh, I mean, Brisbane. Sorry, uh, Collingwood Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Collingwood, Collingwood, Collingwood Bulldogs, Bulldogs game. game. Collingwood, Collingwood Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. You did watch it? Did you, you watch the game? Did you? What's the last? Quarter and a half, and I, 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 di- I didn't mind it from the closeness perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the closeness. That would be the only thing that was good about it. Yeah. So, but just, just to give this, just, just to give uh, what this game is actually like, watching it for the non-football people. If you're coming from the world game, you're coming from soccer. It was soccer with AFL players and an AFL field with mm-hmm. AFL rules. So it was basically AFL X in reverse. Oh, God. It was just kicking backwards and across and trying to switch the ground and blah, 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 blah. There were 518 uncontested possessions between the two clubs. Oh, that sounds a lot like Geelong stats in the 2007 AFL Grand Final. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that other teams don't have a high uncontested possession game, but, geez, it's hard to watch when two teams do it. Holy moly. Yeah. That was hard. I think, then, tough, I think I think the tough thing about football these days is exactly that. Like, are we? My my guest interview that I had tonight. Um, yeah. Should I break to everybody who it is now, or should we just hold it off a little bit later? Mm, uh, let's hold it off later. Let's hold it off a little bit. Later. Well, he actually said that football these days is they're not recruiting footballers anymore, and he he knows quite a number of people in the industry and quite a number of the recruiters, etc. And the the dilemma that they have is exactly that. Do they get footballers or do they get mm. athletes who can be stoppers? Yeah. And and then that that when when we start going down that track, geez, we are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Actually, yeah. my father-in-law said something uh, interesting, perhaps, about that. Because I was talking to him about this game. Mm. And he goes, what's interesting is he said that um, the reason why the uncontested possessions are with these new 6-6 six, six rules and all of that is that is that coaches and the teams are afraid to kick to any contest now because the game is so open the other way that they can get damaged on a turnover so much faster than what it once was. But the game is not open. And that's and I'm starting to think about this 666. I understand the 
the the theory behind it. Mm. But, once, start, but yes. once the ball hits the ground, the 66 is over it. Correct. Completely Correct. over it. And I think the I think the I don't actually think it's the six six six. We just need to let people. We just need to let footballers play like footballers. Yeah. If you think, if you think about it, let's look. Let's look at Carlton. All right. I, mean, I know we're going to touch on Carlton a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at Brisbane, mm-hmm. and I look at the two teams, mm-hmm. and Carlton, in my eyes, they've they've picked up some real. They got Sam Walsh, uh, Charlie Kerno, yep. Paddy Cripps. Uh, yep. Paddy Dow, um, Harry Mackay, McGovern, yeah, Weedering. These are good, good. Daisy Thomas. I know he's on his. Uh, you've also got Murphy, Simpson, Petresky, Seaton, Petresky, yeah, Seaton. Right. These are guys that were drafted really high in the draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you don't get drafted at all if you cannot play the game. If you can play the game, you're going to get picked up. What I think is the issue is is that they drill so much of this system, yeah, that they're too scared to make a mistake. Their 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 arms are shackled, mm. and they mm. can't play the play the way that they were brought in as footballers, yeah, and the way that they yeah. dominated in the under 18s Now, mind you, they know they're playing with men. It's a different story. Yeah, you have a look at what Brisbane have done. It looks like Brisbane have got the structure, but they're allowed to play with that freedom. Yeah, and when they play with that freedom, you know, they did in the first three weeks. They had mm. they played some amazing football. They are a young team. Yeah, and I think we just need to sometimes go, hey, you know what? Just play football, guys. I would love a coach to go out and say, you know what? We got pumped today, but I just let them go out and play football. I said, stuff the structures, go out and play football. That happened. When did that happen? Uh, two thousand and thirteen and fourteen with Melbourne. No, uh, well, no, we we couldn't play anything. He had no coach. Oh no, he had Mark Neal. Yeah, we're not done. And, down there. Yep. and, and that's when, when you don't have a game structure or style. That's what happens. Yeah, but we were we were shit house. That, that was shit house, <laughs> and that's like that's an anomaly. But these guys can play. They've got a good bunch of bunch of kids and players on that list. Just let yeah. them play football. Yeah, get them in to do what they do. It's like when companies hire people, they go through this interview process. They get them in the door and then change the way that they work to fit the company's way of doing things. Like it's, hold on, what did you get the person in there in the first place for? Mm, it's a waste mm, of yep. time. Yep. Let them play a bit more football. They'd be a lot yep. more direct. They'd be a lot more flary. Yeah. That's one way to get the scoring up. Mm-hmm. And also, when if, the, if they kick backwards, it's play on. Yeah. None of these kick back, take a mark, stop the clock. You kick yep. it backwards, play on. So you've, you've now changed your, you now changed your, your ideas on, Mess with the game, but I do think the six 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 is a great idea. But once, no, but I think to start quarters off, I like it. Yeah. But once the ball's bounced and that first stoppage occurs, six 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 is useless. Yeah. Oh, and we'll still give more warnings. Mm. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on there? Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cut the warnings out. Like it happened at the end of the St Kilda game on the weekend. There was a warning given with a couple of minutes to go. It just slowed everything down. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's shit house. So I do like six 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 still, especially for when it's like I said, the Carlton Gold Coast game, mind you. How are they? How good are they travelling at the moment? Even though it wasn't the greatest quality game, they're beating who's put in front of them. Hey, but that's what we have to do. Hey, they had a, they kicked the goal with eighteen seconds to go. There was eighteen seconds still left on the clock, and you know that it's six on six down forward. That's what I like about six six six. Yes. Yep. But yep. Once the ball hits the ground and that ball up, it's no different to how it was. 
So it hasn't freed up the game at all. No, but relatable then on the other news bit is AFL scoring. It's completely dried up. Um, Only two teams this week managed to crack the 100 points and they were Melbourne and Essendon. Uh, Last week, only four teams managed to score over 100 and five teams the week before that. So just so you know where we're coming from in terms of uh, why it's so uh, this same round in 2008, seven teams broke the 100 points. Yep. And in round four, 2017, had also seven teams break the 100-point barrier. So I guess the question is, what happened to the JLT free-flowing 666 high-scoring shootout games? Because it's exactly that. It's JLT. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But JLT number two, though? Doesn't mean anything. Number two is still pretty good. It's a practice match. It's a glorified practice match. It's not worth points. It doesn't mean anything at the end of the year. Coaches yeah. were holding cards close to their chest. Yeah. That's all it was. As soon as as soon as the big boys came into play, which was the AFL season, this stuff happens again. Everything goes back into the negative, the defensive yeah. side of things. The defensive side of things is destroying the game. Yeah. Do you think um so look, I'm where I'm on with this one, or where I'm at with this one here is the game will sort it out. Yeah, it's low scores, but I mean... The game won't sort it out. The AFL will come in and step in and try and change it again. Yeah. I reckon if we get to round 14 and we're still getting, you know, the whole um, round scores are sort of 77, 78, 67, you know, that sort of low scoring, then maybe look at it. But until then, we've got another 10 weeks or two there. I think I said there was something like... what What was the number I said a few weeks ago? 24 rule changes in the last five years? Mm, mm, yep. Like... That's that's a that's more changes than that's more costume changes at a Katy Perry concert. <laughs> like that's that's ridiculous. Twenty. What soccer done? Soccer hasn't changed the way that they do things at all, except for the passing back, mm. and the uh, video assisted ref, which is crap anyway because they still can't get that right. But outside of that, there hasn't been really any rule changes. No. We we just do not let things work themselves out. Like, come on. They got a group together last year. Um, mm-hmm. You have a look at the people that they got onto that onto that committee, which was the faces of the game or the uh, the flavor of the game or the cult. They had TV hosts, pre- presidents, coaches. Ex- Why don't you just get some people who actually know really know about the game? Yeah, and make the changes and not submit them to the AFL who end up signing them off. That's the biggest issue is that the AFL should promote the game, but mm-hmm. the rules should be handled by a completely different arm. has nothing to do. Well, there are professional, like, full-time consultants around the world who are just nothing but uh, game rule consultants. That's what they do. They design games. They, they, that's their full-time job. They get paid a lot of money to do it. Not, not like, as you said, not ex-footballers and politicians and celebrities no. making comments. You know, the last, the, the last high-priced ticket consultant the AFL had in and it was a complete fizzer stuffed everything up meatloaf <laughs> I reckon he'd have more of an idea what to do with the game than some of these so called experts like apparently one bloke from the project came on and he was part of it what would he know mm-hmm. it'd be like me coming on and giving political advice on yeah. the project Yeah, like I'm not qualified to do it just because you support the game doesn't mean that you know anything about it haven't you worked that out over the first 33 seconds 33 editions of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbelievable. 
unbelievable. But um, you know, like the 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 Darling River is at its lowest point right now. Hmm. I reckon AFL scoring is getting close to that. Yeah, it is. But you know what? What are they going to do to make them score? Yeah. Yeah. Just let the game let the game go. Yeah, I reckon if they run out an extra 15 metres on top of the, what they've run out of the goal square already, Peps, that'll yeah. really open it up. What do you think? No. What about if they run, what if they run, what if they run to the 50? So they can run out from a behind and they can run all the way to the 50 and then kick it. No. What do you think? No, bullshit. And then, and Once then, again, and then, it's a stoppage. And then, and the then issue... 10 metres either side, all the way to the 50, is a protected zone. If you run in that 50, then you get another 50 given to the fullback. So then you're kicking a goal from a kick out. Can I, can I ask a question? And this is a, 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 a really serious question I have to ask. How the hell did you get on this podcast? <laughs> I'm just bring I'm... that. That is, that is, no, it's crap. That's good. So you can run it to the 50, and then when the players no, party the scene. Again, the issues that we have have nothing to do with stoppages. Everything that they've been doing so far is stoppage related. All right. Well, let's make it. Let's let's do another. Deliberate idea. out of bounds is a farce. <laughs> that, that actually hasn't been paid much this year, though. That's oh, pretty because good. they're too busy getting people in the protected zone and asking the ruckman. So you're the two six foot eight guys going for the ball, but are you going in the ruck? <laughs> like for fuck's sake, pull your. All right, all right, all right. I've got another another idea. I've got another idea. So this time. You have all of your players, right? But instead of contesting like a regular football game, they break the field up into black boxes and white boxes. And each player of that team is assigned a box that they have to start their game in. Now, if you're a full back, you can only move forward two squares at a time. How's that sound? That's the sound of silence there. Just I'm looking for a new co-host next week, I think. Yeah. Oh, we might as well. Chris, I'm just trying to, once again, I'm just trying to generate some ideas for the game. Here's an idea. Let the game go. Let them, if they kick backwards, it's not a market to play on. That'll stop all this chipping around, and it means that you can put pressure on the people down back. Hey, here's another one. Just play it forward in the inside 50. How about playing mm-hmm. some one-on-one? How about make a mistake? And not get raked over the coals for it. All right, I got another idea. No, another no. Idea. Can we just move on? Here's an I got idea. Another idea. I got another idea. I got another idea. One, one more. One more. This one, is more last one. one more idea. One more. Every second week, so every alternate week, is you have to use the opposite side of your body week. Therefore, you would have a high turnover game mm-hmm. and hopefully high scoring. Because players can't switch the ball 50, 60 metres over a But the issue that you're going to have, if you're somebody like, I don't know, Michael Hibbard, who doesn't have a right foot, they're very easy to tell. But if, um, let's just say it was somebody like Sam Mitchell, how could you tell which is his right foot and which is his left foot? Simple. Sorry. Simple. Simple. You, you, tuck, you tuck the arm into the jumper, so you only have one sleep, one arm out the jumper. All right, can we move on? You're a dick. All right. Um... <laughs> We're going to do Richo watch, Chris, but that segment, segment Chris, has fallen flat. Chris, I have, great respect five you. Minutes. I have great respect to you, and you are just like trying to wreck my yeah. wreck my ideas. Obviously, you're trying to get listeners to turn off and listen to Ugly Phil on the Triple M Hot 100 or something along those lines. <laughs> um, hey, uh, AFL Mitch Committee working. What, what did you say about that? 
Well, I've just I've just got a question about it. Maybe maybe last night's case actually went in favour, but um, three cases have gone up to the tribunal, and they were uh, and and had one already. So that was Mason yep. Cox got overturned. Dustin Martin got two down to one, uh, and Luke McDonald were challenged his um, his one match ban for a late hit in a marking contest when he knocked out Chase Jones. Um, now, thank God that one um well i don't know i think you probably have a different opinion but that one there he did miss a game because chase jones was knocked out now mcdonald claimed that the head contact was completely incidental to the marking contest uh but actually when chase jones was falling uh he got whiplash and that's why he got knocked out not not as a result of (laughs) the punch in the side of the head have you seen the incident i haven't seen the incident but i've i've seen enough football incidents to determine what it probably was. Your bullshit meter? Huh? You, you, you've got a very tuned bullshit meter. Oh, I've got the bullshit meter, mate. I've got the bullshit <laughs> meter. First of all, there's only one type of whiplash that I like, and that is whiplash by Metallica from the Kill Em All album. That's the first whiplash I like. I thought you were going to say the movie with the drum. The what? The, dr- the drumming movie. Yeah, I like that whiplash too. You know, you're always like, not on my beat. Yeah, you're not on my beat. All right. The <laughs> AFL committee, they're not on our beat. But... Uh, yep. I've um, I have had a bit of a think about this after reading your uh, our our during our production meeting. Yeah. I think the Mason Cox one I agree with. Because you don't like that one. The guy, he, he's seven foot nine, and the guy ran into him. Like, it happens. It's a three sixty degree contact sport, so mm-hmm. I can see why that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dusty still should have got two weeks because mm-hmm. he bowed a guy in the head. Yeah. This one I haven't seen. The issue is, and I don't actually think it has anything to do with the hit itself. You're saying it's incident report. I think it's an, it should be the incident report because that's what we used to report on. Is that you know striking? Yeah. But we're taking the medical report into it. So yeah. Theoretically, I could shoot a gun at you, <laughs> but if I miss, it's not that bad. But if I graze you, I'll get one week. If I uh, puncture a lung, then I'm in some deep trouble. But shouldn't it be what the intent of what happened was? If he was genuinely making a spoil, he was genuinely making a spoil. Now, I haven't seen it. Yes, it's it's a shame that he's been given a week. But mm-hmm. we're having sheep shots being thrown, which apparently we were stamping out this year. Yes. I remember that conversation you and I had. Yeah, they're not stamping that out. And I think there's more intent in someone whacking a guy in the guts than what he did. Okay. So that's where I don't agree. We've really got to go back to, if, if we stripped it all the way back and go, what was the intent of this action? Yeah. Well, they're saying he's late. They're saying he was late to the contest. Certainly. Okay. So he was late to the contest. Mm-hmm. So he was late to the contest. Did it deem a week? He did knocked the player out. But did, was the did, but did the head contact? Was that what caused the whiplash, or was it when the guy went down that caused the, the whiplash? But we, I, I, I know where you. I know the angle you're working here, but you can't go back to the '90s when players were getting ear massages every mark they took. That's not. No, a good no, way that's not what it. I'm saying. I think what I'm trying to say is, is that we really need to have a look at what is the, what is the intent of the action, and then take the medical report into it. Look, he probably deserved a week. Like there are ones that you're going to get a week for. Yeah. 
But the one that I don't get was Dangerfield smacked the bloke in the stomach, didn't he? Yep. Got no, off. that would of course, because how are you going to have the AFL Brown like not to the two best players in the league? Peps, we we also have a corrupt system here. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a smoke it's a smoke and mirrors organization. Yeah, they they, they want the best players playing, and that's about it. And uh, yeah. that, that's where it's yeah. You smack the bloke, the guy's gone down, and you're telling me oh incidental uh, the force wasn't enough to do a report. He's gone down on his haunches. Look <laughs> what 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 happened? Yeah. Like a budgie fart yep. in his shorts and <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. so. I think I think the I think the match community is working. I just sometimes don't agree uh, yep. with their judgments, and I think there is definitely um, definitely a bit of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. We're doing fry pan. Yeah, let's do. Hey, you've got the fry pan this week, haven't you? You're getting in the kitchen. Well, well, yeah. Well, it's, I know, and this kitchen here has been left amazingly sparkling well from our first ever uh master chef what do you call him master chef uh, yeah i would say he was a yeah he was a he was a, a guest chef a little yeah. bit like um but he's the uh, first guest chef so there has to be something more given to josh curtis uh, stone like well maybe 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 we should we should maybe give, I think it was like we should give, give josh a nickname Give him a nickname. Give him like give him a nickname for the podcast, so we know who we're talking about. Like uh, as recognition for that amazing. Uh, oh, I would say Philly Ming Josh. Philly Ming Josh. Philly Ming Josh. So Philly Ming Josh. Welcome. Filet. You are now in the <laughs> fry pan cupboard of fame, pantry right. of fame. You are in the pantry of fame. Philly Ming Josh. Okay. Philly Ming like Josh. It. Remember that. All right. So, <laughs> flaming Josh, right? Uh, it's like flaming Josh, but flaming Josh. All right, Josh Raymouth, that is your now, that is your name now on the podcast from from right. moving forward. So, who okay. you got in the fry pan this week? Is uh, you drop a bit of butter into it, and I can hear it sizzling. There's the sizzle. There's the sizzle. Who we got in oh. the fry pan? So this week, my fry pan is actually all about Carlton supporters. Um, I think everyone in Barrister Carlton just needs to get a bit of a grip. Because um, we know that money can't fix everything, and that's why we love the AFL. Unlike the other league in England, uh, which money can buy everything in EPL. Yes, this club has had a lot of good young picks through its list through its list in the last five years, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have success straight away. I can remember when GWS was crap. Can you remember that, Chris? Yeah, I can remember why they were crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and knew, I remember- but they, they were crap for a reason. They were a, a brand new club. Brand new. Brand spanker straight out of the culinary <laughs> school of the AFL. Yeah. Now, I remember because Port Adelaide was unfortunately the first team to lose to them, and we actually lost a coach out of it. I, I, just just a quick, a quick um, peps fact. Yes. Port Adelaide were the first team to lose to both the expansion clubs. (laughs) 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 So you've got the record of losing by the highest margin in an AFL grand final. And something that'll never be taken, the first person to the first person to uh, lose to both expansion teams. Yeah, also the first club also the first club to not make the finals from an eleven four. 
uh, and also the first club to lose a game at Eddie Hate Stadium or Telstra Stadium. So yeah, we've done pretty well. Um, all right. So if we look at GWS, they are now a formidable team and they have had a group of players that have now played 100 games together and they're all extremely talented. So let's not judge Carlton too quick. I reckon this season they will still win their four or five games and that's not a bad result. Have the best rookie in Sam Walsh. They have the Kernow brothers who are freaks. Give them a chance. And I can give Bolts a chance. Taking on that role was, I believe, probably the no, was the hardest job in the AFL. Carlton members had been sold lies about being close to premiership window for many, many years with Malthouse and all of that. Bolts had to go in there and rebuild the list. He had to redefine the culture of the club and then regain the trust amongst the players and fans. Yes, every year since 2016, his coach, Carlton have won less and less. But before you go and judge, let's also look at who they drafted. From 2016, they've had basically a new team onwards. So if we look at the first year in 2016, they brought in Sam Kerridge, Lockie Plowman, Jacob Wiedering, Harry McKay, Charlie Kerner, just to name a few in that one year. In 2017, they drafted in March Bank, Podreski, Cam Polson, and Zach Fisher. 28, 2018, they got Paddy Dow and Lockie O'Brien. And 2019, they got Sam Walsh, who was just signed to a new long deal until 2022. So that's 13 changes to the actual playing 22 without even going deeper into the lists. More than 50% of that list has, paid, has played less than 100 games together. So what I'm saying is trust in Bolts and what is happening down there. And let's look at this team towards the end of the year and not get too hung up on the start of the year. Mm. Mm. That's tasty. And I agree wholeheartedly. I'll ask you the question, give me a, a current coach in the AFL that would be able to get a better result out of that team right now. None. So why would you get rid of him? All right, I'll ask the next question. Who would be the next best Assistant coach who could do a better job than Bolton at the moment? None. So are, are, we, are, we, yeah. are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater? I think, like I said before, supporters are just impatient. Yeah. They're just impatient. Uh, and I said, I, said in, I said there as well, I reckon this was a harder job than the Gold Coast Suns because everyone knew the Gold Coast Suns were crap. Everyone knew what the what what cards were on the table for the Gold Coast Suns. Um, Bolton came into a club that believed that they were the Manchester United of the AFL, where in fact they're like the Watford, they're like Division Two, they're like Division Three. Really, everything had to change in that club, and it's. I think you've just got to let this wash out because in a, in in a couple of years' time, we're going to have ourselves um, a better picture on where this club's really at. I think also if you have a look at it from the perspective of other teams that have gone through this, I know my team have gone through it. Mm-hmm. I know my team refuses to go through this. Yeah, your team refuses to go through this. Hawthorne, you got to remember, Hawthorne were really bad 2007, 2006, 2007, those early type of days. Even yeah. Like, uh, and then they made some big drafting selections. Lewis, yep. uh, uh, Hodge was already there, but um, uh, Buddy, 
Jared Ruffhead. Yep. Uh, Shields, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So they they had a they they built that that group up. Geelong did it. Like we have to go through Geelong's selections. Mm-hmm. They built. They they were at one stage going to get rid of Bomber Thompson two thousand six, <clears throat> and what they do out come out two thousand seven. <laughs> Just won a premiership, I think. Just won a premiership and one of the greatest teams ever. Look how bad Brisbane were for so many years before the year two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Great football teams are like great red wine. You've got to give it time to age and you've got to give it time to breathe. Yeah. Because if you open it up too early, instead of that beautiful, warm taste of red wine goodness, you're going to get vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need that. Carlton don't need that. Nobody needs that. No, I agree. I, I just think I just think it's... Uh... It's just too. It's just way too. These these players are still so young. They're so raw. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. That was a good one. That's a really really tasty fry pan, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. So good job there, my friend. Um, now a couple of things that I just wanted to uh, quickly wrap up on. Um, based on last week's games, once again, um, uh, what's hot and what's not, or what we liked and disliked, mm-hmm. Adelaide a putrid. Yep. They stay, They couldn't win an intra club at the moment. They've got no idea. <laughs> they, they are a, a shade of the team where they were two years ago, which made a grand final. For sure. Um, Geelong just keep going strength to strength. Like, I, I really thought they'd be going the complete opposite, but they've just, whatever they're doing at the moment, yep. uh, like John Law said, when you're on a good thing, stick to it. Yep. Um, hey, hey, hey. I've made a mistake, actually. Melbourne. Do you know what Melbourne. I've done? Hold on, hold on. Melbourne. I've made a mistake. I made a mistake. Oh. I was reading out the round three results. Doesn't really make much of a difference, I don't think. You've forgotten the thing. Yeah. Melbourne. We're going Melbourne. Back. So I'll ignore that part. I'll cut that okay, part out. All right. Right? I'll cut all right, that part all right, out. right, right, right. So what's hot and what's not? Um, yeah, the D's having their first win. And I didn't even watch the game. They make me too nervous watching them on TV. And two and a half quarters in, I was had a reason for it. But they played a little bit of their old football. They play their contested footy. And they I think they kicked 12 of the last 13 goals, which is amazing. And Nathan Jones, he stood up. He stood up. Isaac Heaney, you are a gun. I'll take you at Melbourne any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Collingwood got along the line. Collingwood, once again, I don't know how to read them at the moment. They've got a great midfield. Yeah, The doggies are playing a bit more spirited football. Yep. So it's really nice to see. Um, really like Norton. Mm-hmm. Except when he tries to take marks on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Oh, what a spot. Hey, how good was GWS down at Geelong? Yeah. Like winning down in Geelong is hard enough. Winning by four points after you captain and your spiritual leader's gone down the first five minutes. Yeah. Amazing stuff. I've got so much time for GWS and see what they, yeah, start, they are starting to look on them. So if you have a look at the number of players they've got out who can come in, yeah. anybody would love to have that sitting in the, in, in the wings. Yep. Uh, Essendon, Essendon did the number on Brisbane. I I didn't really see it coming to, to that. Like That was a 10-goal victory. Yeah. So did it say more about Essendon or more about Brisbane? Team can only be out for a certain number of weeks. I don't know. I think I think I think it says nothing about Brisbane. I think that was just that was just an abnormal abnormal result. Yep. Uh, Essendon. I just think that was just a, a great game and, and and Tipper just put on a clinic. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Seven in the end. I think seven goals in the kick end. Seven. Yeah, kick seven, yeah. which is great stuff. Yeah, Brisbane will bounce back from that. They they they're still, yeah, they're still riding high. Yeah, I think um, so. You happen to snatch uh, vic- uh, defeat from the jaws of victory against the Tigers, who virtually had everybody out and had their reserves team in. 
here's a here's a confession. I actually didn't watch a second of this game. This game is still sitting on my Foxtel recorded list, and I'm not going to watch I'll, it. I'll give you an idea. Hit delete. <laughs> and move on. And anyone who, to, the, who, to the people who are texting me, they can get stuffed. Did you all get stuffed. Did Phil, Phil Aming Josh get on here? Uh, no, no, no. I had I had uh, another couple others getting stuck into me, father-in-law included. Yeah, gotta love a good father-in-law. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for all the people who said that Tom Lynch was a waste of money, you got that one wrong. Mm. North Melbourne beating the Crows. Actually, I could have kept that that last one that I made a mistake on. I could have kept that just, for the simple it, fact that they did the same thing. They've lost to North yep. Melbourne. Yeah. Both teams are running pretty ordinary at the moment. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not great. Um, nah. By the way, North Melbourne, uh, Ben Brown. Here's a tip, AFL. If you want to maybe speed the game up a little bit, here's an idea. <laughs> How about you give people thirty seconds? That rule's gone, hasn't it? That rule's gone. No, that rule's there, but you've got 30 oh, seconds to start your run-up. Yeah. Now, he, he, the only thing missing from a Ben Brown set shot is the umpire taking Ben Brown's jumper, yep. standing and signalling to the man on the mark he's coming over the wicket. Yeah. Because That's he, he reminds you of Malcolm Marshall coming from the uh, Stanley Street end. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, hey, West Coast, they're looking... Dangerous again. Really low scoring game over there. So was it was it the pressure of the game or was it just the way football is at the moment? I thought Frio were gonna get blown out of the water, but they came back. Yep. Good on Frio. Um oh gonna love Gold Coast. Did you watch the last bit of that Gold Coast game? Uh when you had the two most experienced players in the team not standing on the goal. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was, was good. Yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. It made me it was great. But I love Gold Coast. I am just I say it every week. I just love it when the teams who just get smacked around the ears, come out and do what they do. They're playing with some real passion at the moment. Do you I know what, though? It. I love it. And tell you what, Sexton, besides the porn star Marshdash, that is a guy who can play football. And Melbourne, yep. get into signing up Jack Martin, please. I would love <laughs> um, him roaming around our forward line. He is gold, Jerry. They got, next they, week. They, Stewie Jew's got them on the right path. Next week, I actually want Carlton to win. I don't, I don't know who they're playing. Who they're playing next week? Carlton have got Western Bulldogs. I want Carlton to have a win. I just want them to have a win. Hold on. Can we get to the last game? No, yeah, sure. St Kilda beating Hawthorne. That's two teams I don't care about. Yeah, but yeah, really I love that. I, lo- I did love that. I, you know what? St Kilda are going to lose two in a week this two in a row this week. They're playing the formidable Melbourne Football Club at the home of football, the MCG. And uh, to the toilet clogger himself, uh, Tommy Crawford, we're going to smash you. Have you invited him to the footy? And Why? Oh, I wouldn't. Sorry. No, I wouldn't sit with him. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, Tom. I'm in the MCC. Sorry, Tom. I'm, I'm, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't sit with Tom Crawford. No, he'll just he'll just talk about how good Nick Rewald is, and I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> Sorry, um, Tom. But the, to, to the Carusos and Christy Osborne and your lovely sister Blinda, um, you know you're the guys I love out there. Austin, St Kilda supporters, I love you. Peace out, Tommy Crawford. No. Nah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So. Moving on from that, they do play Carlton. Well, they said they play the Western Bulldogs this week. I don't think they'll win, to be honest. No. Um, but looking at the uh, Laysau tipping comp, what's going on there, my friend? I think we have a new leader, and his mm-hmm. name is Jamie Wallace. Yeah. Jamie Wallace is in front. By one. By one to who? I think Love Machine got hasn't he? No, Love, no, no, no. Morton no, you're, no, you. is last, mate. I'm second. Yeah, yeah. you're second. Yep. Yep. 
And then who's the third one? One of your mates? Yeah, no, nah, someone who's third. I think he's one of your mates. And uh, yeah. Morton Meteor is fourth. So it's, it's once again, I think this is going to be a, a race of two, me and you. Um, yeah. So because I think as, last last week many... you were on top of me. Yeah, uh, and and then you're on top of me. So it's good that we're able to swap it uh, week after week. That's what um, we do. Currently, I'm behind you. Maybe next week you'll be behind me. Yeah. Um, Rightio, <laughs> we're we're on the home stretch of this. Um, we're heading into the time on session. You've got a couple of things that you wanted to point out. Um, a couple of listener questions. Is that correct? Yeah. We once again every week we post out to our listeners questions that they have for the Lace Our Team, and we've had, well, let's just say some interesting ones come up. Uh, let's go through them. Oh, well, we've got, so I think it's following on from last week when we were chatting about um, sausages and bread. Um, the food questions have flown in this week. Okay. So I've got a couple here to ask you, Peps. Yep. You ready for this? Mm. Um, is sauce kept in the fridge or the cupboard? Fridge. That's bullshit. Should we be kept in the cupboard? Fridge. Doesn't run properly. When you squeeze it hard enough, it does. That's it. Just goes. It's too hard, too cold. Like tomato no. ketchup never let you down. No. Next. Cupboard for me. Cupboard for me. Next. Also, when you when you pour the sauce, mm-hmm. it was in the fridge. Mm-hmm. You get all that like sauce crust on the outside of your bottle. I wipe right, it. right near the nozzle. I wipe it. With what? Your fingers. A wetex. Oh. I wipe the crust. Wetex. Yeah. Geez, you must be going all right there. <laughs> You must be going all right there if you if you're starting to wipe things down with wetex every day. Oh yeah, what's good at the moment? Jesus Christ! Next question. All right. Uh, when having hot chips, does sauce go on top or is it a dipping? Mm, interesting concept. This one. I'm a massive fan of just drowning those babies. You drown those babies. We're not going hoity toity. George Costanza knife and fork on a Mars bar right now, my friend. We're talking. Yep. We dip those babies. You get that sauce nice and warm. And there is nothing better than seeing those, you know, get into the lucky dip at the bottom of the pot and see if you can get a chip out and then just licking those fingers dry, my friend. Do you know what? I'm a neither. I don't like I don't like sauce on my chips at all. I just want I just want hot, fat, crunchy potato and salty. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Sweet chili and sour cream. So what happens there with that one? Because do you dip do you do a sweet chili sour cream combo mixed premixed, or do you do sweet chili into sour cream, or do you go sour cream into the sweet chili dip? Oh, look, I, How I do think, you? What I do you do? It's simple, mate. The Spice Girls said it best: um, when two become one, they start separate, and then they just come together. Do you go? Do you go sweet chili then sour just cream or sour cream? Love then like with I've never been chili? loved before. Get my sweet chili and sour cream, baby. What do you do though first? Oh, you got to go sour cream first. <laughs> you got to sour cream first every day of the week because that creates a nice little foundation for the sweet chili just to sort of adhere itself to. But yeah, sour okay. cream then sweet chili. All right. Uh, next question. And listeners, please also have feedback for us on these and what you think these questions are. Uh, can you put mustard on a meat pie at the footy? That is the dumbest question I've ever heard. With sauce though, as well? No, you can't put mustard on a meat pie at all. No, just sauce. No. Only a person who'd bag for Port Adelaide would do that. Do you put mustard on your meat pie at the footy? I don't eat meat pies at the footy. Uh, what do you What do you do with What do you eat? I eat snags? snags. You love snags? I love snags. Yeah, I love snag bar. I, I got the snag bar. I love you, love the snags. Uh, no, you don't put <laughs> meat pie on a footy. I actually don't think I see much mustard at the footy anymore. I know you used to because I used to run past and punch the pumps as I was a kid and get a shot of mustard out all over the floor and run away. 
Yeah, typical um, Melbourne. Yeah, typical Melbourne. Uh, you got one more for us? I do. Yep. Hard or soft tacos? Ooh, now, this is an interesting one. Now, when we say soft, are we talking about the stand and stuff ones or are we talking like more of a tortilla-based? Tortilla-based. All right. So here, here's my here's my belief around this, the hard and soft taco. Really quickly, the hard for the mince. If it's mince meat, it's got to be hard. If you're doing something like a, a rump or a chicken, etc., the soft taco. Yeah. That's the way. You need that flexibility yeah. for the thicker meat. See, I, 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 hard tacos are, are devil's food. Oh, I like just them. can't eat them. I just can't eat them. You like, shit just comes out. Shit comes out everywhere, Chris. Yeah, I can't eat them. It's all, it's all the way that you handle it, my friend. Um, I'm not good at handling my meat like you are, obviously. If, uh, a hard taco is like a great woman. If you handle it properly, that taste will last forever. I like, I like corn chips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it. I think we're done. We are done. I think we're done. Um, so just uh, wrapping up, remember, uh, the Lace Out Facebook page, Lace Out Podcast, we're also on Twitter once again. Uh, what's happening next week? We will once again, it is Easter, but we will do a recap of the Easter round and obviously what's caught our eye. A big announcement. The next episode of the Lace Out a Chat With series has been recorded. Um, to give you a bit of an idea, I did tease it last week, but it uh, was recorded this evening before this podcast, and I can happily say that probably the most influential player manager in the history of AFL-VFL football, someone who started the revolutionary Club 10 uh, stable of players, Ricky Nixon had a chance to sit down with yours truly for close to an hour and talk about all the good things in football. I know he's been through his trials and tribulations over the last number of years. And if you want to find what happened, you know, go on Google, search all that. I didn't want to go any of that. I wanted to talk about all the good stuff. Uh, so we had a chat about his football career. He has some really solid thoughts about football these days, changes that need to be made. Um, talked about his history, how he started up Flying Start. Uh, the reason he actually got out of it, what he's doing now, and uh, a charity that he's supporting. So I'm going to be putting that up in the next couple of days. So a chat with Ricky Nixon, hosted by yours truly, Christopher Pepper, will be up on uh, our usual channel. So give it a listen. Um, it was fascinating stuff. Once again, very similar. Bit di- a lot different, I must say, to the way that we did the Justin Charles one. This, it, this one was just uh, a chat of two guys sitting in a, a cafe in Port Melbourne with their radio equipment and just having some banter and um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. I can't look, I am looking forward to listening to that one. Uh, I hope everybody, and so yeah, share that one as much as possible. But one thing I have to say, um, like a good interview and like a good part, good podcast, Jamie, it's coming at you. How do you love your footy, big fella? I love it. Lace out. Beautiful. Have a great week, listeners. We'll be back. Go, Dees. Bye-bye, everyone. Goodbye.